Welcome to Perfect World and Indigo Girls Fan Podcast. I'm Jill Croft. I'm Chris Hudson. I'm Colleen Stevens. Today we bring you a little perennial episode talking about concerts, our desire to get back to live music, and our hope to see the Indigo Girls on the road. It's early, kind of mid-March right now, and the girls have some dates on the books. Are these going to happen? What do we think? No, I don't think they're going <laughs> to Unfortunately, I don't I don't think the April dates are going to happen. How far out do they have shows booked? Is it just to April? June, July, April, June, July. Oh, okay. Wow, they have them out that far. Well, maybe the maybe the later ones will happen. What do you guys think? I think the ones in in Colorado will happen because I do think, well, at least in the Denver Botanic Gardens because that's an outdoor venue. And looking at some of the other dates, I'm not sure about the venues themselves, but not, I'm almost willing to say that some outdoors may happen maybe in June, July. But I'm with <laughs> you. I'm like no Aprils. I don't think that's going to occur. Colleen, what do you think is going to happen in terms of the need for social distancing? I was thinking about the cost to bring the girls in for these venues. So the amount of tickets that they have to sell, is it worth it for the venue to go ahead and move forward? Is the show quality going to be there as far as you're going to have to social distance? I've seen some of those pictures where they have different setups that are so far apart, then you end up so far away from the stage. So, you know, is that going to encourage people to stay home? I mean, also, I think the venues, the issue now is I don't know if they can really afford to refund all these people, their money for their tickets, you know, because the venues have all been closed for so long. I don't know if they're either going to just perpetually reschedule these early, maybe 2022. We're going to see maybe more return to normal concerts because I know that Pearl Jam is going to do touring in Australia. So I know like in Australia and New Zealand, that stuff is starting to kick off again. So what's well, your thoughts on um, virtual shows? So still have the the performers attend the venue, but do the show virtually and sell tickets still. We'll find out with Brandy coming up in late March, right? With a, at the Ryman. Is there going to be any audience at that show? Or just- I have I have dug and looked and tried to see if you know you can find tickets, or I've looked, but I I'm not sure. I'm thinking maybe a select few, maybe friends, family, but uh, I haven't seen anywhere where it talks about tickets. I'd like to see that show and see what kind of vibe emanates from that before making a determination on whether I'd like to see more of those. I mean, Brandy's live streams have been pretty epic already. Maybe that'll be a a new way to do some live shows. It'll be exciting. It'll be exciting to see them with a band and to see them standing up and being able to move around a little bit, you know, uh, as opposed to just sitting. Some of the rock show kind of feel is missing from that a little bit. I still enjoy them. And just to see them with with lighting. And I I suspect that they wouldn't be able to have many audience members just because of all the crew. You know, I wonder how much crew they'll, you know, they'll obviously have a skeleton crew. There's only so many people allowed in a building at a time. One of the reasons that we came together to talk about this is reading articles from Colorado, those venues are opening slow but sure at a certain amount of capacity, 25%. And sometimes that 25% can be 150 people or less. Recently, I went down to San Diego. I live in the Los Angeles area specifically to see Melissa Etheridge put on an event to unveil her line of marijuana products. There wasn't a lot known about how many songs she was going to perform or how the event was going to be set up for the live performance that she was going to do. In addition to doing a signing and a meet and greet, you were supposed to buy some of her Etheridge botanicals 
to be able to get into the event. So I went down there on the train with a friend. We left very early. We knew we were going to buy some of the products specifically so that we could get in to see her. And we got completely shut out after spending the whole day traveling, waiting in line, and learned once we were down there that they only had 22 spaces set oh, wow. And we both spent over $200 on the product. I'm not a pot smoker, so I now have... Uh... You can send it to me, Giblet. <laughs> <laughs> only Giblet would buy marijuana for concert tickets. <laughs> Didn't it used to be the other way you're supposed to get marijuana? It's like you're... Now it's... <laughs> Some sort, of weird, <laughs> some sort of weird <laughs> reversal. passes it to you while you're smashed together at the front of the stage. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I have almost $500 of Etheridge Botanicals. I didn't get to see a single <gasps> song. I'm coming over, Ghibli. I'm coming over. <laughs> get, get the high. lighters. I'm going to get high just to drown my sorrows from an all day of traveling <laughs> and not seeing a single song. Aww. And believe me, my friend and I were begging and pleading, and it, which is hard to do when you're disappointed and wearing a heavy mask. But they still wouldn't let us up to see her it didn't matter the travel the birthday the amount of money we spent no amount of begging was going to let us get up into this socially distanced event now interesting every line that we were placed in and there were many was not at all socially distanced but they were keeping the actual concert performance apparently socially distanced there were many places that they could have set up the show a back parking lot a front parking lot an indoor area that could have allowed many more people I thought it was extremely poorly set up. Where, now, where course, actually was the show? The venue was Mankind, which is oh. where they were selling the Etheridge Botanicals. As she unveils the product at different dispensaries throughout California, she's been going to them and doing like a meet and greet. And in this case, she played three songs, which I would have loved to have seen her play. Again, didn't get to do. And I think that that's one of the things that I'm afraid is going to happen is that fans are going to get shut out of these experiences as a socially distancing event. To that end, I looked at the, the venues for the first three dates on the Indigo Girls tour April 15th at Scottish Rite Auditorium, April 17th at Mayo Performing Arts Center, April 19th at Count Basie. They're all still on the calendar. Scottish Rite indicates that it's going to be rescheduled. The Mayo Performing Arts Center suggests that the venue is doing dates, but at limited capacity. So fans will be assigned a seat at about 150 people in the venue. So if you have a ticket... What does that mean? Yeah. Only some of us are going to actually be able to go. I thought about yeah. that earlier, you know, as you know, that diehards for the front row go showing up two hours before a show to be first in line. What's that going to look like now? Are people going to show up six hours to camp out? I mean, what's it going to take to get in to see a show? Exactly. The social distancing, how much will it be enforced? At the Melissa event, the lines were not at all socially distanced only once you got into the performance. For the Count Basie venue, the website simply indicates that if the performance stays on the calendar, it'll go forward as scheduled. So it's kind of a wait and see indication, but I believe they are also limited capacity as well. So ticket holders will have to wait and find out once the show comes up. I wonder if they're going to have like some sort of crazy lottery where maybe some people, this is going to cause riots. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do this I, because you think as you move forward, I can't imagine they're going to completely lift the social distancing. You know, I can't imagine that next year they'll allow full capacity. So maybe even the allowed half, but it's like, are they going to have to raise, are all the ticket prices suddenly too going to all massively have to be raised to compensate for the lack of people. And also because 
all these venues are practically barely hanging on, you know, are we suddenly going to be waking up to like $350 Indigo Girls tickets? Like you were saying, venues having to refund people. I've had some tickets that I've been hanging on to. Uh, In fact, one of the venues indicates the show's been rescheduled at least three times and it's likely going to be a fourth. Will some venues keep holding on to the money until they end up going out of business, in which case we're never going to get a refund. And I can't help but go back to see how the Brandy show at the Ryman goes. That's going to be a good sign for maybe a different type of concert experience. And so venues can still support themselves and sell tickets, but they're going to have to come up with the virtual option. Colleen, how do you feel about the drive-in shows? I had tickets in the basket to go to the one that they've done in Georgia. I took them out because I was concerned, number one, about being able to see, right? If you don't get your car, as we say, and GA, you know, you're getting in line. And I know that y'all went to the show, but you know, if I'm there 10 minutes late in my car, I'm 12 cars back. I mean, where does that put me? And am I going to be able to really see the show that I wanted to see or have the experience that I wanted to do? So as well as shows that have things set up so far back, I mean, it puts you so far away from the stage and that experience. For me, a show is next to the speakers, next to the stage and feeling that. I'm not sure that I'd be crazy about a drive-in show either. Which could be our fate. Yeah. Are we going to just have to accept that we're going to have to be like a million miles away from shows from now on and and all of us that have been so spoiled will have to just get over it and be like, I can see you, I think. We're, I hope we're not saying goodbye to the days of being spit on and sweat and, you know, all that. It's like, I think for all of us, it's like, it's always, we're definitely front row crew. And I remember a couple of years ago, I was like, well, if I can't be in the first two rows at an Indigo Girls show, I'm not as super inclined to go. And now, well, maybe two rows is is maybe 200 feet back out in the boonies. We speculate if they are going to announce some drive-in shows, maybe they have to wait until these shows that are on the books get addressed. It could be a conflict for them to start scheduling drive-in shows while these shows are still on the calendar. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Or they'll just have to go to Australia and and we'll just all have to rent a plane. Two things. They're not going to Australia without us. Yeah. And they can do their solo projects Mm. and play these small, low-capacity clubs. And we'll be there. Yeah, you're right. Or, Or maybe they should just, like other musicians have done in the past, you know, you kind of book a secret little venue and don't put down the Indigo Girls, maybe, you know, book it as the B-Band or something. And, you know, lucky people find out about it and they play. What's interesting too, though, is I wonder how many of those small venues are left. You know, I know a ton of places that Amy played solo that I've seen her at have closed. I don't know. I think what's happening now, though, is that everybody's just starting to lose their minds from the lack of live concerts. I know I am. I mean, it's like you can see everybody deteriorating. The artists, too, you know, it's like, okay, yeah. When the quarantine happened, we're like, oh, okay, it's kind of nice to be home. And I'm going to use this time to, you know, like work out and do all these amazing things. And then you get kind of bored with that. And then slowly the self-destructive patterns start to creep in. And and then you're like, I got to leave. I need to get out. I think everybody's just starting to lose it. How do you think the girls feel about not being able to perform live? I noticed what when I watched the drive-in show, their faces and the smiles that you couldn't get off Amy's face the entire time looking out at the crowd, that energy and that feedback that they get the virtual shows that they're doing on Facebook don't give back to them. What's your thoughts on those? They're likely antsy to start playing in front of a crowd again. It's brought them that time with the family is probably invaluable and they didn't realize that they wanted as much as they 
are enjoying that they're dying to get in front of crowds. I think that all they need is just like if they had one show, like an old show, I, I think they would just like freak out from happiness. I think they were so excited at the drive-in. I mean, Emily did say that now she, in that uh, podcast that they were on recently that she was a bit concerned now that she's like, oh, I, I kind of like being at home. And it's like, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> when she said that, I was like, no. Because <laughs> before she was like traumatized. She loved, she loved touring. What's so fun? is how all these people whose lives have been about just movement to take them all and just like stick them in a place for a year and see what happens. It's interesting too to see the creativity that's coming out from artists during this time period too. There's in terms of like instrumentally as well, people are sort of like either it's just them and their guitar or like Melissa, she's playing with all these other instruments. So it's definitely pushing artists in directions they probably wouldn't have gone otherwise. But I definitely think everybody's ready to go back on the road and do some concerts we all need some loud loud music to soothe our souls and the connection and with people the connection with the audience that meet and greet that i just talked about with melissa etheridge when you see the photos standing next to the artist and you're everybody's sort of like shoulders pushed in and you're wearing a mask and, you, and the only indication of a smile is the crow's feet it's so absurd you know and you wonder why you're even taking the photo it's I can skip that, the, the elbow bumps and the fist bumps and those types of things. Now, as a Pretenders fan, yes, I've had, I have a million photos where Chrissy Hind is kind of like cowering and like not wanting to actually be standing next to you. Uh, get the F away from me. I'm kind of used to that. The yeah, ultimate, but, but it's Chrissy Hind. She's a bad, she can do what she wants. She was completely the right person to be ready for a pandemic. Okay, I'll hold up in my apartment for Three years, if you need me to, I'm ready to be left alone. So I'm sure she's making amazing music during this time. Mm. But she has said in many interviews, like, I don't see it going back to normal at all, which concerns me because I need people like her to get back on the road and mm. do her thing. I wonder how close to the stage we're going to get. Are we going to get Amy's spit on her glasses again? Are we going to be able to stand next to them? Can we run up and grab a photo? If we reach out for them, are they going to reach back? Are there going to be meet and greets? You know, my sister's favorite band being Sticks, and they do meet and greets before every show. Are you going to be able to stand next to them and do goofy things and, you know, throw your arm around Tommy Shaw? How are artists going to behave like this? Will they allow you to stand next to the bus afterwards? How are they going to react signing autographs? Can you hand them a pen? Can you hand them a gift? Can we Who fight knows? for this ses- the set list? You know, the whole oh, set yeah. list thing. Like, right. are, do we okay. need to uh, bring our wipes to uh, disinfect the set list? <laughs> run and get it on the stage? I think what will happen is they're going to have to just start doing shows at some limited capacity and maybe the ticket prices will go up a little bit. What's so weird is the policing of it. Like you said, Jibla, you know, like the line's not policed, but the inside is policed and it's going to be super weird to sit in a concert hall. I mean, I don't mind that there won't be people next to me. I'm loud and I move anyways, you know, and not be able to rush the stage stage not be able to it's like such sort of self-imposed imprisonment that will be such a weird vibe i mean i guess we'll just all be so desperate that we'll take anything we can get seated yeah. shows have always bothered me because i've always mm. felt so imprisoned right there and i couldn't get up and dance and i couldn't mm. sing and the last show in charleston that i saw i didn't see it in my seat at all 
tallest was the weird one over to the side dancing like Tanner. You know, after the show, waiting by the bus, Emily coming out, and it was really, really cold. So I was already, you know, my concern was her voice and standing out here in the cold with us and signing autographs. But she was so nice. I think it was Kay, Jason Sled, myself. Jib, you were there, weren't you? You were there yes, in Charleston. I was there. She was so friendly and gave us hugs, all the like. And so now it's like they did one more show after that and then they got off the road. It was just, oh my God, she was hugging all these people. The bubble wrap around the performers is going to prevent that FaceTime that we're used to having after the shows and things like that. That's going to be hard. I remember that well because the next night was a GA show. Becky Warren opened and it was a lot of energy. and It was just a great night and a lot of fun. Then getting home the next day and work seeming a lot different with a lot of pandemic energy in the air and seemingly the world changing. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I'm so happy I was out there. (laughs) <laughs> enjoying enjoying life while I could yeah. <laughs> because who knew the other than Elizabeth Warren of course who knew the winds of change were coming down the <laughs> Elizabeth was ready man she's oh, she, yeah. her bunker was is was packed so yeah 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 she's already ready man she, she had was, all the food buckets already she was clairvoyant for that for sure and it's funny though like what you said about Kersey and you needing her to get back on the road I know that Stevie Nicks has said you know I'm not getting any younger and this time is taken away that I'm supposed to be touring. She's like, if this is a couple of years, that's a big chunk if you're an artist like her slowing down your touring a little bit. Not that I feel like I don't even want to whisper that about the girls, but I do think, well, we're not all going to live forever. So that is like a whole year that's just been wiped away from that calendar. I just want to go to a show with my friends and and hang out and 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 have a good time and that's all I want. I just want to I just want to go to a show. I mean, it will be cool to see the Brandy thing, just to see also the sound quality and just like you said, Colleen, just to see her standing up and the dynamic. I hope that the Brandy show, like I hope that's an amazing thing. I hope that's kind of like a window into the future so that we don't all have to save money to fly to Australia. Thank you for tuning in to our little perennial episode. If you have any show information or you just want to rant or discuss or comment on the concerts, find us on all socials, Perfect World Pod. Perfect World Pod on Insta, Facebook, and on Twitter, or call us 404-500-8686, 404-500-8686. All skate. Now reverse. Reverse.